Welcome to another episode of the JMBA Boxing Podcast here in the Colto Ramble Ranch in the Rambling Game Man Studios. I'm your host, Whiskey J, the man of many monikers. It's fight weekend. Benavides Lemieux. We may or may not talk about that. Even the train doesn't even care. Look at that. Uh, we're going to talk about Jamal Charlo's undisputed win over Brian Castaño. Hey, sometimes you get it right, and sometimes I get it right. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about other boxing news, boxing topic, boxing everything. I don't do this by myself. I do have my co-host. He's ready to go. He's ready to babble, and he's ready to babble the fuck on. The one and only Beery in the motherfucking house. Beery? Yeah, man. How you doing? What up? Good, man. Good uh, Good day? Yeah. Not, it's not hot. It's not that cold. Oh, no. No. Weather's pretty nice today. Weather's nice. Very nice. Nice. Very nice. So what you been up to? Ah, uh, nothing much, dude. Nothing much. Just working and... uh. Nice boxing weekend last week, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it a lot. I really did too, man. That was really good. That was pretty good. Um, I mean, we usually don't, we usually, oh. So sorry. That's that's okay. You know what happens? <laughs> you know what that means? Don't do it again. <laughs> we usually try to like cut it down to like watching a lot of boxing, but there was just a lot of boxing last night, last Saturday night. Yeah. You know, Thriller, Fight Club. Yeah, With which the, 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 the Night of Dynasties. Yeah, which I wasn't very too thrilled. Uh, I get it because you know they're on Thriller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. You weren't too thrilled about Thriller. I wasn't very thrilled about um, that. What, the, Var- the Vargas family, Vargas all of them family. won. You know, hey, uh, congrats all to them. Yeah. They're doing it. They're, they're climbing up. They're doing, they're doing it the right way, I think. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think they're fighting great opposition, and we'll see what happens. I mean, technically, the the odds are not in their favor when it comes down to sons of famous boxers. No, so we'll see how it happens with these yeah, guys. Yeah, right. So because they always got big sho- big shoes to fill. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, Sergey Kovalev won last weekend. Yeah, his uh, cruiserweight debut, which I don't think we finished watching. <laughs> uh, I was falling asleep. Me too. <laughs> I was falling asleep during that fight. So the next day, I was like, oh, he won. Oh, congrats, I go. And the funny thing, no one really talked about it. No, no one really did. Like, I was, I literally had to look through, like, three different websites to find the the, yeah. the results. Because Instagram, nobody on Instagram put it up. No. That just fell to the wayside. I mean, it was engulfed. The, 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 even though in L.A., here in Los Angeles, there was two fights happening. You got you got yeah. Inglewood, California. You had, That's right. you had a yeah. Thriller Fight Club. Yep. And then across town, like not even like half hour, forty five minutes away, Carson, mm-hmm. you had Jamal Charlo Showtime Brian Castagna rematch for yep. the undisputed one fifty four pound belt. 
and I was saying it to the guys, you know, because Escaleto showed up and TTB Chubbs, a.k.a. Danny, yeah. showed up, and we were all, you know, shooting the shit. And I go, it's funny because Thriller doesn't even look like they have anybody in attendance. No, we, we made that joke. <laughs> and they were, in, they were an indoor arena. They were, yeah. And PBC Showtime had a, it almost looked like a sellout crowd. It did, actually. And it was a like, hot Saturday night. Fuck yeah. It was fucking hot as balls. Like yep. Me and the guys had to take this to out, oh. outside to go watch the fight. Yeah. Because we were watching it inside. We were, you know, everyone was kind of comfortable. It just started getting more uncomfortable. Yeah. That I was like, you know what? Let's just take, let's be, let me bring out the TV. Yep. Let's take the fight outside. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we all, and we broke in the chairs. Well, yeah. I broke in the chairs that I bought my wife. So we saw it. But Thriller just didn't have that. You know, is it because they've already kind of dropped the ball? And you think people don't care about that? I I was about to say I I really like to believe that it just because they had a lot they had a good momentum I feel last year, and the bullshit that happened. What I, I do do you want to say when the negotiations for Tifima Lopez and Cambrosa's fight when that fell through? I'm gonna assume that's when you know sh- shit started to hit the fan already. Because that was gonna be their. Like their uh, coming out party. Yeah, they're, they're gonna, gonna yeah they're gonna, gonna have, their legitimacy into the fight. Right, game. they're gonna have Jim Lampley. Yeah, you're right. Remember you're that. Right. So their legitimacy of the fight game was supposed to be yep. TOP with Camboza. We all saw what happened there. Yep. Now they're. It, I'm not saying it's a sideshow fight because I'm not disrespecting the Vargas family. No, no. Yeah. Or Kovalev, you know, but the Kovalev really deserves his own event on Thriller Fight Club. <laughs> Hadn't fought in what, 13, 14 months. Yeah. Been a while. Been a while for him. First fight uh, against someone probably outside the top ten. Right. You know the only the only reason it was a uh, Pulev is a uh, little brother. Yeah. There he goes. What to say? Other than that, I mean, I didn't get that much promotion for that fight. I, I dude, I didn't I, even know until I, that day. I, I did see a lot of uh, billboards, digital billboards yeah. out in the freeway, but I didn't really know about this fight until probably the day of that. I said, hey, you know what? Uh, while we wait for Showtime, let's watch Thurland. Yeah. You know, and we were watching some of these fights, and we're like, okay, Holyfield son loses. Oh, man. <laughs> I think he said he pushed me. He pushed me down. Yeah, I was just fucking pissed. <laughs> and I was like, if he pushed you down, you would have got up very easily. Jackie, not, not the way he did it. And no disrespect. You got knocked out. You got knocked yeah. Out. Um, but, and we, you know what? And it's, it's crazy because. I know people are going, well, you guys are forgetting them. There was another fight. Yeah, there was. Yeah. The Zone had their own fight. They did. Gilberto Ramirez. Gilbert Ramirez or Gilberto Ramirez? Gilberto, I believe. He fought. I think they were fighting, what, Phoenix? I think so. Yeah. And I didn't even get promotion for that fight. I mean, again, The Zone, right? It came, came from The Zone? Yeah, no, of course not. But this is kind of like I'm trying to paint this story. You know, we just spent the last, you know, seven minutes discussing how Thriller he almost came out with George Carmboza's Teofimo Lopez, and since then has not been able to pick up the ball and cement themselves as a possible threat to ESPN, DAZN, and Showtime. Yeah. You know, anybody who saw that fight, anybody who saw that event saw there weren't a lot of people. No. I'm not too aware of the Gilberto Ramirez fight. I haven't seen it yet, but I don't even know they were fighting. I didn't, again, I don't even know either. Now, in my in maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm old school, but isn't boxing a business where you sell the fighter? Yeah. Now, isn't the network doing a disservice of selling these fighters? Because I didn't know the Vargas the Vargas family was fighting. 
I didn't know that former two-time light heavyweight champion Sergey the Crusher Kovalev was fighting. I didn't know that former super middleweight champion Gilberto Ramirez is fighting in his third fight of light heavyweight. Yep. I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that either. But I was aware of that past Saturday night's fight <laughs> between Jermel Charlo, Bright Consenio 2. Oh, yeah. Showtime promoted the shit out of it. Showtime has been around the block. Exactly. Knows it. Yep. You, and, and this is kind of what I was talking to uh, one of my co-workers about. Uh, Alan, by the fact. I was talking to Alan. Yeah. This is what happens when... And I get it, you know, this new generation wants to do everything digital. Everything's on the digital yeah, stream. Yep. The digital stream. We're streaming. <laughs> streaming digitally. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you're talking about a sport that's a hundred years old. And a lot of the people a lot of the generational people there's a lot of people that are watching are my generation that remember watching and hearing commercials and promotion, like literally promoting these fights. Not just a simple fucking meme mm-hmm. or a simple post on Instagram will just suffice for me now. Maybe for the youngsters like Ryan Garcia's fan base who are just, you know, they forget, so you gotta remind them on a social media post. Yep. But Showtime, they do great. They know how to fucking promote it on social media. Yeah. They know how to promote it on show on HBO on uh, HBO on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. And they know how to do their own network. They know how to promote it. So everyone in the world knows there's a fight happening. Yeah. Don't miss out. And they didn't miss out. Thriller was just like, hey guys, hashtag Thriller Fight Club. Yep. Hashtag Vargas Family. Hashtag the Crusher Returns. <laughs> and you get Beto Ramirez on the zone. Yep. That was it. That was it, basically. You that know, was it. I was like, wait, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> You know, they're not trying hard. That's a sad truth. They're neither not trying of them hard. are trying hard. Not trying hard. And Showtime, who let's be honest, was you know people kept talking about the Showtime's going to go out of business in the next three years, hasn't. No, and has since then proven to be an attraction to where you can make you can ha- host your big fights in. Yeah, like I think when it comes down to the to the two most dominant networks at this moment, Showtime still dominates. Still, ESPN does it. ESPN and Showtime are two places you want to be fighting on. Yeah. If you, this is like a, like, I'm doing a Suge Knight commercial. <laughs> if you want to be a real fighter, if you want your, if you want your fights to be showcased on a large platform for millions of people to come mm-hmm. watch you, come join Showtime, come join ESPN. <laughs> but if you want your promoter to be all over your fights, <laughs> you want. You want the you want the network to promote only their network on your fights. Go join the zone. Go join Thriller. If you want to be a real fighter, come come to Showtime. Yeah. Come to ESPN. Yeah. Where where real fighters fight. You know, where we appreciate the fighter and we promote the fighter. <laughs> Not the zone where they're literally trying to whore their brand out <laughs> and the promoter's trying to whore himself out. Yeah. Like the zone is where Eddie Hearn and Oscar the Hoy just suck each other off. About how good they are as promoters. Yep. They give you shitty fights. Yes. And, yep. And and be like, oh well, you know, well, you know, Gilberto, man. But hey, you know, if I were to come back and I were to fight these guys, I'd be the best. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Like this was a Suge Knight commercial, man. Like, it, if you want to, you want your shit yep. showcase, go to ESPN, go to Showtime. It's true. Very true. Uh, it's true. I mean, again, look look at Canelo's fight with Caleb Plant, right? Nah, I thought they promoted it very well. Almost at Wedek. Almost. 800, 900,000 bucks. Right, exactly. And then compared to the fight with Bivol, um, I'm I'm hearing 300,000. That's not what your buddy Eddie Hearn said, man. 
What did Eddie Hearn say? Basically? Eddie Hearn said it's around six hundred thousand. He says, but 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 we're still coming up with the numbers. Three hundred. <laughs> Letter L O B. Letter L O B. Did an interview with Fight Hub. He goes, get the fuck out of here. I know. We all know the numbers, Eddie. It's three hundred thousand buys. Canelo's said, lowest pay per view number. He said it's around six hundred, but we're still getting the numbers. He's the uh, Letter L O B. Goes. For how cocky Eddie Hearn is, if it was 600,000 buys, he'd be jumping up and down, popping champagne bottles. <laughs> Instead, he's like, oh, it's around 600. No, it's 300,000 buys. Oh, that's not good. Again, because, you know, they're just promoting it on a fucking app. Yeah. You know, and I know people go, well, Canelo's bigger than the app. Oh. Apparently fucking not. Apparently bro. not, man. You know who the fuck he was now that the <laughs> Now, if this rematch happens, yeah, people are going to tune into the zone yeah. pay per view because it's just it's just not pay per view. It's the zone. It's the zone pay per view. <laughs> yeah, but I, uh, Leonard Ellaby from Mayweather Promotions said it was around three hundred thousand buys. Yeah, the lowest of Canelo. That's the lowest, really. One of the lowest performances Canelo does. Yep. And I'll be, and I'll be like, well, that's not a bad number. That's not a bad. Like I've, I've heard, I saw the comments on that. That's not a bad number. That's not a bad number. Yeah, but these are the same people that just criticized Errol Spence for doing three hundred thousand buys against Ugas. Exactly. Again, you got you pick and choose, right, fans? You pick, yeah. You Canelo's pick and choose. Yep. You know, <laughs> with, you you guys you guys lower the bar for him, but for everyone else, oh no, they got to do better. They got to do yeah. better. Yeah, yeah. You know, Errol Spence did three hundred thousand buys against Ugas. Oh, that's poor. He's not a pay per view star. He's not Canelo. Canelo does almost a million. Canelo Bevel three hundred thousand. <laughs> Well, you know, that's still good. That's great. <laughs> that shows he, he dominates the sport. Like They're the exact same fucking number. Fuck. I like you, Canelo's, that you guys like lowering the standard for your boy. Yeah. You like, you like do it. Keep doing it because it, um, it gives me ammunition to pick on you, Canelo's. <laughs> it gives me motivation, man. <laughs> it, fucking, it, it literally gives me material to come at you guys because you, you guys come out with the dumbest excuses ever. You lower the bar for the dumbest shit ever, man. <laughs> fucking swear. <laughs> Because you know what? Because I, I was talking to um, again my boy Alan. Shout out to Alan. And he goes, I saw the fight and I was with you. I was with you on the fight and I and I agree with you that the Canelas make about million excuses. Well, he dared to be great and he lost. But when fighters dare to be great, oh, I always knew he sucked. Yeah. He, oh fuck no. <laughs> he sucked. He was not great. He was not that great. I knew he wasn't that great. Oh, uh, you know he was always hype. He was always hype to me. <laughs> he was always a hype job. I never really believed in him, man. I, I, you know, I, as a matter of fact, I never liked him. Yeah, yeah. It, it's always been like that. Again, you know, for some reason, this guy just gets the, the like when the, I, I guess the standards get lower for him. I don't know. Can it be because they feel like he's he's the only he's the only Mexican star, man, that they can you know right behind him. This other Mexican fighter. No, I'm sorry. If you think of it, if you're looking in their fucking eyes, this guy. He, they don't even like him. No, that, he, I know. He's I, not even liked by his own fucking people. I know, dude. no, no. That's that's where about to get. Like that. That's the funny part. Even even his own people. Not many people like him, but the ones that really do, they look at him as like, no, he is the Mexican star. He's the Mexican. You know Mayweather. who says that? The Mexican Americans. Oh, man. Mexican Americans will jump really? and say, "Oh yeah, Canelo's Mexican. He's more Mexican, bro. You you from East LA? How the fuck are you?" <laughs> How the fuck are you going to... You're speaking for an entire nation now, bro? You're really going to speak for an entire nation? Yeah. Oh, he's more Mexican than a Mexican. Bro, 
You've never even stepped in the motherland. You're going to speak for that. <laughs> really? That's going to utter your fucking mouth, bro. Yeah. You can't even order regular tacos at a fucking taco truck. <laughs> and you're going to sit here and tell me <laughs> he's more than Bro, you can't even say carne sada, dude. You're like, carne sada? No, it's carne sada, pendejo. <laughs> Can I get al pastor? No, el pastor, pendejo. <laughs> Can I get some carnitas? No, carnitas, pendejo. <laughs> say it right. You know what I mean? Those are the fans yeah. that are trying to fucking that lower the standard for this guy, but raise it for everyone else. Yeah. And then when he finally meets it, oh, he's greater than everybody else. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, like uh, this is. I'm, we're probably maybe jump into the next topic. Jermell Charles last last weekend's fight. Mm-hmm. He beat Castaño. He beat every fucking guy at 154. Yes or yep. no? Yes, he did. Is there anything? And then we'll talk about it when we get on. Of course. Is there anything else for him to fucking prove in that division? Nope. But you got the fucking haters. Well, now there's Fondora. You got to fight Fondora, man. You you ain't proven that you're the best until you fight Fondora, bro. <laughs> Canelo wins undisputed. He's the best fighter of all time. He has nothing to prove at 168. Yeah. Well, no, you got Benavidez and Charlo. No, he has nothing to prove in that division. <laughs> but you got ben- nothing to well, Bitch, he has Benavidez to fight. Charlo. Yeah. No, he has nothing to prove. He has nothing to prove. He's the best fighter of all time. Wait, wait, how the fuck are you? You And this is the same guy that said that Jermel Charlo has to fight Fandora yeah. to prove he's great. But Canelo doesn't have to fight guys like Benavides or Charlo mm-hmm. to at least to prove his supremacy at 168. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I get what you're you saying. Get where you, you lower the say. bar. You lower the bar for him. You raise it for everyone else. <laughs> and when someone like, and someone at least comes up to his level and does and wipes an entire division. Yeah. And I mean, killer's rope. Y- yes. Oh, no, no, he needs to beat, a, he needs to beat that guy. <laughs> Bro, he needs to be that guy. <laughs> what the fuck you mean? How is it that one guy has to fight this guy, but the other guy doesn't have to fight him? The other guy can pick and choose who he wants. Yeah. But the other guy, no matter what, he has to fight that guy. Again, you Canelo's lower the fucking standard. Yep. And I enjoy it because I enjoy calling that bullshit out. That is some bullshit, really. God damn, you know what it is? I, we, we can... I had a headache and that's a, 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 a fucking going You know, on. I mean, since you you know, you mentioned Canelo, I thought why not mention this part too? Because you're fucking Nostradamus. Oh, what happened, B-Ray? Because... How, wait, I'm Nostradamus twice in this Yes, episode. yes, yes, you are. <laughs> I call... I, we'll get to that one, but how am I Nostradamus in this one, B-Ray? Nostradamus because Eddie Hearn was quoted saying that Whiskey the, Dama. Yeah, Whiskey Dama, yeah. Whiskey Dama, no, no, sounds like people's going to call me Whiskey Dama. No, no, Nostradamus, Nostradamus, Nostradamus. So, Eddie Hearn was quoted saying that the Canelo Triple G, you know, third fight, right? Fight becomes bigger now. Because people give Golovkin a chance of winning the fight. Before, it was all like, oh, he's 39. He's 40. He's not going to win the fight. Now people look at that performance and say, okay, maybe Golovkin's got more of a fucking chance. <laughs> he didn't say fucking chance, but you know, I added that. You know, you know what I wish? What? And this, uh, this is how people should know this is a spontaneous episode where spontaneous uh-huh. thoughts happen. B-Ray didn't even let me know about this one. I would have literally pulled up the audio where I would when I pull up the five minute audio where I discuss saying that the only way that they can sell this fight is if Canelo looks like shit. Yeah. Or Canelo Canelo loses. Because then you can you can give the whole narrative of like, oh, they're they're both in they're both now even, they're both equal. And Eddie Hearn Eddie Hearn must listen to the show. Or Eddie Hearn must have assistants who listen to the show and tell him, Hey Eddie this is podcaster and unincorporated waiter. They gave this great idea. He's like, let's take it, mate. And they took this idea. They ran with it. B-Ray fucking called it. He did. He did call it, actually. He did. 
now he's he's basically painting that picture already. If the fight gets made, he basically set that up already. You get me? He set up that story already. Oh, they're kind of even now. He might have a chance. And he said personally, he doesn't mean to be biased, but he says he hopes. He says if it was his if it was his choice, that would be the next fight for Canelo. Of course, it's the next fight because you know that going into the Bivol fight doesn't look good. Everyone started nope. everyone started to compare this to. Vernon Forrester versus Shane Mosley, yeah. where they told Shane, Shane, take a, take a tune-up fight before we go against Vernon again. No, 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 fuck that. My competitive urgency is I'm going to go take the fight straight to Vernon again. Yeah. And I think Canelo's probably being advised, no, let's take this, let's take this fight. Let's, like, uh, you know, shout out to uh, Gabriel Canitas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got into it with him last week when uh, he, oh really he didn't you know when I when I made fun of the Canelo fan because you know he's a Canelo <laughs> he's a yeah, damn he's dude. a president of the Canelo fan base oh uh, no you know, and he, when he sees me he can fucking he can tell me what he has to say oh no but uh you know he he agrees that he should fight Triple G because he needs a confidence boost <laughs> wait wait what <laughs> what how fuck you need a confidence boost my man I thought he was daring to be great. I yeah. thought he won the fight. Didn't Canelo say, I won the fight? Yeah, I only gave Bibble five rounds? Yeah. What? All of a sudden, now Canelo needs a confidence booster? What? <laughs> he didn't look like he was demoralized. At best, he thought he won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get this straight, guys. You know, Gabriel. <laughs> he, Canelo doesn't need a confidence booster. You guys need a confidence booster. <laughs> you guys want to see your boy at least look triumphant. Uh, one more time before he gets the shit stomped out of him by Bivol in a rematch. Shit. So, wow. so to to just to just so you guys, it, 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 this is not for Canelo's confidence. This is for you, Canelas. You want this fight because you know this is an easy fight for him to take. You know he might get the knockout, and this will give you guys the reason to get back on your keyboards and be like, "He's the greatest Mexican of all time. <laughs> He's better than Chavez. He's better than fucking Salvador Sanchez." Oh man, it's you guys that want the confidence boost because when he lost, y'all fucking got demoralized. <laughs> if this, if Canelo was the stock market, oh, the stock market fell that. <laughs> That Saturday, everybody was broke. <laughs> the Canelo fans went on a recession. I'm sure a lot of people they, want a shit ton of money. They went on a recession, and if he goes into the rematch with Bivol, they're going to go to a depression. <laughs> so when they say, oh, no, you know, he should fight Triple G. Yeah, it's for your confidence. Uh-huh. It's for your confidence, my brother. It's for you. Not, it's not for Canelo, because Canelo didn't look, you know, he didn't. I bet you Canelo to this day thinks he still wins. He still won that yeah, fight. I think he was cool to saying that, yeah. He didn't think he lost. I didn't see him demoralized. He looked like, you know, hey, the motherfucker had, he got, he went to a club and was dancing on the night away. <laughs> he that, was, wasn't night, he? Yeah, wasn't he saying? night. <laughs> on Sunday, he was playing golf. That didn't look like a guy that was depressed and needed a confidence booster. But for you Canelas on social media, y'all had to eat shit. From people going, hey, no, no queda el mero mero? <laughs> you, know, you, you guys had to eat shit, and you guys are still eating shit. So you guys need the confidence booster. You're begging Eddie Hearn to make this fight. You guys will be the first ones to buy this fucking pay-per-view. Very true. Because, again, Canelo doesn't need this confidence boost. I thought he's daring to be great. Greatness mm-hmm. doesn't need confidence boosting, right? <laughs> Someone great doesn't need it. Yeah. Someone great can just turn it on like a light switch and get back on it. At best, when he thought he won. He doesn't need the confidence boost. You need the confidence boost. So when you can admit that, then we can move forward and accept 
that we we can all heal from all this. Mm-hmm. When I mean heal, I mean you because you guys aren't healing from this loss. You know, this is like a little thorn in your guys' side. You know. Yeah. And maybe if you guys come to accept that Canelo lost fairly, to not not even a big like heavyweight, but lost because I keep hearing now, well, he lost to a bigger man. Canelo didn't get the shit beat out of him. He got the shit outsmarted. He got outsmarted. He got a hustled. Mm-hmm. Now, if he got beat up, then I can, you know, the word daring to be great is true because he could dare to be great and he lost to a guy that was bigger than him. B fought a guy that was pretty much probably equal the same weight. Mm-hmm. Height was a little bit different, but let's be honest. Canelo's always been at a height disadvantage. In a oh, lot yeah, of always. So you can't sit always. there and say that anymore. He lost to a smarter fighter. And that's what demoralizes these Canelas because they know a rematch like this would fucking devastate them. The Great Depression would happen. Because you're right. Name, name any other notable Mexican right now. Fighter. Not many. Not many, really. Yeah. So, of course, they need the confidence they, boost. Yeah. Canelo doesn't need it. They, they, need, they it. need it. They need it. I think also what hurts them, he lost to a fighter that not many people knew. And they wrote him off. So, I think that's what hurts them as well. Yeah, that's probably what it's about. You know, it wasn't a fighter, big known fighter, if you get me. It was it was a fighter that not many people fucking knew, and no one gave him a chance. No one gave like him a I fucking said, chance. Like I said, they're eating shit. Because these are the yes. Same, these were the same idiots that were like, well, as soon as Canelo's done with this, we're going to go. Because I like, I like how they <laughs> they kind of make it seem like they're yeah. going, we're going to go up to heavyweight and go fight Usyk. We? Fuck is we, bro? Canelo's going to fight Usyk. You know, as soon as we're done this, we're going to move to her cruiserweight. You barely got past a small light heavyweight. You really think he's going <laughs> to, you really think he can go to cruiserweight now, bro? Yeah, he's, he's, he's going to think twice the, about you that. Know the com- those conversations stop now. Oh, for sure. Of course. Because they know they contradict themselves by saying, well, he can still go to cruiserweight. He barely got, he barely got past a medium sized light heavyweight. <laughs> Let's be honest, man. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yep. But I mean, yeah, no, get the fuck out. But again, I think they are going to go the Triple G route. I think they're going to go for the big money. They, they might. They might. It's going to be interesting the next few weeks. I, really. I guess if Canelo might prove me wrong, I think Canelo honestly thinks he beat him. I think honestly Canelo thinks he just has to make minor adjustments and he's going to go in that fight. Yeah. And I think and I think he might take Bivol on that offer and fight him in 168. That would be, I honestly think that would really interest me. I think he does. That would really interest me. I think he takes that offer. I think that's what's going to end up happening. Watch. You know... A little bit on the still on the Canelo Bivol, right? Oscar, Oscar De La Hoya, his oh, former Jesus promoter, man. Christ. Canelo's former promoter. He was quoted by saying that the fact that the promoter of this event pushed Bivol on Canelo, it was the dumbest move in boxing history. It's not knowing boxing. It was the stupidest move. I would have never allowed Canelo to fight Bivol. So you're openly saying you picked and choose his opponents. I was about to say something like that. Did, did he just kind of admit it that, yeah, he kind of picked and chose the opponents that he wanted to fight for Canelo? You would have cher- you're actually now admitting cherry picking. You know, you're basically, you're not basically saying like, oh, we, we always fight the best. That's basically what he said. Wow. Nice one, golden boy. Nice one. Well... What happens when you have a coked up promoter, bro? <laughs> oh man. Well, all right then. Another Golden Boy news, man. Jesus yeah. Golden Boy fighter, I should say. <sighs> apparently, there is uh, there's just some the it's not going very well. Apparently, so far, right? The the word on the street that the negotiation is not going very well for Ryan Garcia 
and Isaac Cruz. News to me, didn't they say it was gonna happen? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's literally been my week. week. Isaac Cruz, he was quoted by saying, um, so he's saying that I, I'm not I'm not so confident. He says, I'm thinking 50-50 on the Ryan Garcia fight. He goes, my promoter, Sean Gibson, and the Premier Boxing Champions, PBC, of course, are the best, you know, the, are in the best position to negotiate to ensure this fight takes place. As long as they see the seriousness, you know, of, of the part, which is Ryan Garcia, you know, as well, which is Ryan Garcia. So that's what Isaac Cruz said. Hold on. Brian, before yeah. you say that. Does that no. I think I know what Ryan's going to say. Yeah, okay. I'm going to say this right now. Does that sound in any way in that comment from Isaac Cruz, which of course he said in Spanish is the interpreter? Yeah, it's interpreted. Uh huh. Yeah. In any way, does that even sound like someone that says, "I'm not. I don't want to fight him." Does it sound like this one? No, it doesn't. It doesn't sound does like it that. sound like he said we're not going to fight him? No, he did not say that. But no, does it sound like it though? No. In any indication, you reading it aloud, does it go? This one's not going to happen. No, it did sound like hey, it's like there's a fifty-fifty chance. My promoters, my people are working on it. Okay. Now tell me what this concept right? is. That's the impression I got, right? Okay. I, I think he would have said it's probably not going to happen, but he made it sound like... he. To me, I got that impression. It's a 50-50, you know? Ryan Garcia goes, Where Cruz, what Cruz needs to understand is his idiotic manager, Sean Gibson, who has nothing but disrespected to me and lied to me on other occasions, and I'm talking to his son, to his son too. I'll go on and headline at Sable Center July 16th while you guys use someone as a pawn. Run Cruz from them. Then he goes, the thing I say aren't necessarily towards Cruz, but sometimes people... This is this probably make you laugh too. But sometimes people need to face reality. His management team, who who was or is part of Manny Pacquiao's team, straight cost me a Gervonta Davis fight in the past by straight lying to me about the Manny fight and now bullshitting again. So he's blaming them for the for lying of the fight that he he sounded like he was promised a fight with Manny Pacquiao, and because of that. He did not get the fight, Tank Davis. You cost your fight, the thing. You cost your <laughs> fight. They don't cost you that fight. You cost yourself that fight against Tank Davis, Ben Nickel. Who the fuck? <laughs> you look, ladies and gentlemen. He, this, 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 this is the problem with today's today's uh, youth and today's like like dumbasses in social media. Yeah, what's that? They like to forget. They think because they deleted it from their Instagram, people forget. That's the thing. Like I've experienced idiots who say something on social media, act tough, and then get called out on it, and then delete it. Go, I never said that. And they, <laughs> and and then it's almost like they think everyone forgot. B-Ray, did Manny Pacquiao or anybody in Manny Pacquiao's team announce that they were in talks with Ryan Garcia? Never. They never made. Were any. there any rumors coming out about this? Never. Did Ryan Garcia anytime? During during the talks about him fighting Tank, did he stop talking about Tank and start reporting that he was talking to Manny Pacquiao? Yep, he was starting. Yep. Did he start making fake posters? He he about did. Fighting Manny Pacquiao? Oh man, he made all these fake posters. Yeah. Did he gave an exact date of when this fight was going to happen? I think he did. Sort yeah, of. Did. If I remember, he did. Huh? Yeah. Forgot, but yeah. And when man, and when Ryan Garcia announced that he was going to fight it, did his promoter back him up in the story? Um, no, I don't think they did. He said that he didn't even know nothing about no exactly. talks. Exactly. <laughs> During that time, 
Did Manny Pacquiao even confirm or deny that they were in talks? I, you know what? I, I I never heard anything. I never heard of, of, of a video or whatever. Quoted Manny no. Pacquiao that he, yeah, that he made any comments about no. it. The answer is no. The answer is no. Mm-hmm. Now, the real story is this. Someone brought it up to Ryan Garcia about if a exhibition fight, now that, you know, you know, Floyd yeah. was doing it, would he be entertained in fighting Manny? He said, yes. This got back to Manny's people. Manny said, oh, I, I, in a jokingly manner, said I'd entertain it. And like I said before in the, in the past episode, someone came up to this pen that goes, hey, Manny said he would like, Manny liked the idea. And, you know, someone like him who has an active imagination, he took it as, oh, my God, the fight's going to get done then because he liked the idea. <laughs> He liked the idea. It doesn't mean he's going to do it. Yeah. You cost yourself this fight. Mm-hmm. You were doing good getting the public to demand this fight against yep. you against Tank. You. It was going very well. You were the idiot who posted on social media, who blasted it on there that you were going to fight Manny Pacquiao. You were the one saying that there's nothing else I've ever wanted in my life mm-hmm. besides fighting the great Manny Pacquiao. You did. And and I don't think he's learned this. The boxing world moves on without you. Yep. They don't, it, the, but you're not big enough to stop the boxing world. Tank moved on and did something did something for himself. You stalled yourself for a fantasy fight. Mm-hmm. You stalled yourself thinking you were talking to somebody. <laughs> and when you saw that you looked like an idiot, you deleted everything. Because I bet you if you go to social media, there's not one trace of that fucking poster. That he had someone make for him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, not one trace of it was ever found. So this idiot put him burned himself. Mm-hmm. Ryan Garcia burns himself by talking out of his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Garcia's on the social media age. Where like, I got, I got to spread everything. He's an idiot that that when he gets his pl- hot hot plate of food, he takes a picture of it first. <laughs> No, no, I'm sorry. He's the idiot. They'll take a picture of a menu and say, this is what I'm about to eat. But then order something else. Oh, God. That's him. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I came here to eat this. Takes a picture of it. But orders the complete opposite. That's what happened to here. So for him to, to accuse them of saying, you cost me. No, you were the idiot that stalled your own career thinking you're going to get that. Mm-hmm. And here you sound... Here you, you know for a fact you're not going to get this fight. And you're trying to build this fucking case... That it's on them. Yeah, that's his, but yeah, yeah, that's what he's doing right now. And he's and he said Cruz is more like, look, it's a 50-50 chance. My people are talking to him. He's never backed out. Now, Ryan Garcia is laughable. I can go and fight on Staples Center. You know that mean you're gonna sell it out, bro. Mm-hmm. You bet you did it, you barely did enough running against Togo. Yeah. Who are you gonna fight? Who are you gonna fight? It's true. I think it, when it comes to his career, he can't there's the built-in excuse for him that nobody wants to fight him is out of the window when you've dropped the ball on numerous fights. You mm-hmm. dropped the tank fight for a possible fake Pacquiao fight. Mm-hmm. You dropped out of the Joseph Jojo. You dropped out of the Fandora oh, fight. Fandora fight. For a mental issue, which no one really believes now because you claim mental issues, but we're quick to talk shit on social media. Yeah. You dropped out, I think it was uh, the Joseph Diaz fight. Apparently, right? yeah, yeah. For, uh, was it like a... Hand injury. Hand injury. You over dropped out of uh-huh. that fight for the hand injury. Mm-hmm. And now you know this is not going to happen. The reason it's not going to happen, because I said it last week, I think, is I feel this goes to a purse bet PBC wins. 
Oh, yes. I'm confident they would definitely win the first bid. I feel the negotiations are starting. This fight would have to be in neutral grounds. You know? And I feel that Showtime would win this win this conversation. Mm-hmm. And we'd go back to the same conversation between Mugi and Charlo. Fight was talked. Everything was negotiated. The money was right. The just the television rights. Yeah. Charlo was the champion, so Charlo did, can dictate it. When the Voldemort goes, no, 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 no. we got to have the zone included. The zone has been our partner. Mm-hmm. Showtime said, fine. We'll do the first fight on, this, on Showtime, and we'll do a second fight on the zone, and then whoever wins the third. They try to do what Tyson Fury and, Tyson, and Deontay Wilder yeah. did. Goldemoy walked out of the table. So, Goldemoy has already the reputation of, we're not going to work with no other promoter, no other person, unless we can have this fight only on the zone. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Ryan knows that. Yep. And then, and like I said before, the only other way that Isak goes out to the zone is if they give him a large sum of money. Yeah. And Ryan won't allow that because Ryan mm-hmm. has proven that he he wants to get paid the most. That's why he he was making a big deal to Golden Boy that he was leaving because he he saw the numbers that Devin Haney was getting. Mm-hmm. He saw the paycheck Devin Haney was getting. He goes, how the fuck is someone like Devin getting that time and I'm getting this? And again... I don't think he's an educated man because he signed a contract and Golden Boy stuck him to him like, well, you signed a contract for this amount. Mm-hmm. And that's when he, he threw a fit. Remember, he pulled out of that fight. Yeah, yeah, I'm yep. not going to fight. Wham, wham, wham. They renegotiate a new terms and that's the term he has now. Yep. If it comes, we come to find out Issa's getting paid more, Ryan pulls out of that fight too. Again, when Issa goes, it's a 50-50 chance. It's because you have a, you have a volatile guy like Ryan Garcia who doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Mm-hmm. And you have a promoter that wants to keep everything in-house, even though he knows he doesn't have no yeah. leg to stand on. Yeah. So that's why Isaac is 50-50. And Isaac has more of an option to make more money, make the same amount of money or even more money where he's at. Yeah. Like I said, he could fight Devontae Davis if he wins next Saturday. He could fight the, he could fight Roley. Roley, yeah. Shit. Bob Barron can offer him a good amount of money, and he'll go to ESPN and fight um, Vasily. True. As a comeback fight. Because he is, I feel that Bob Barron has a better relationship with the PBC. Yeah. Bob Barron has a better relationship with the PBC than, than they do with the zone. And, mm-hmm. and I think... And I think Bob rather work with someone like them than work with someone like Eddie Hearn yeah. and DAZN, who are just a bunch of idiots. So that's why when you hear a statement from uh, Isaac Cruz going, it's a 50-50 chance. Mm-hmm. He's not lying. It is a 50-50 chance. When you hear someone like Ryan, it sounds like an idiot, ignorant asshole who doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> and all he's doing is bitching because that's what his generation all he does is bitch. Yeah. Yep. That's what it is. So you see the difference between the two people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's my point. No, no, it, it's uh, it's what it is, man. It's it's right now. It it's not really looking good. Obviously, it's not. But I do hope that it does get it does get better. I, I hope at the very end it does get fucking happen. Nothing gets in the way. Fight gets made. I do predict. Yes, you know the PPC Al Heyman gets that shit. They get they win the person. They have until June, right? I believe till June. Yes, we got a couple weeks left. You know, and by this time nothing's been negotiated. Then I think you're gonna get purse bid. 
Yeah. And I don't think Goldeboy wants to go to a purse bit. No, I don't think so either. And if that's the case, they're going to do what Kovalev did when he when he pulled out of the Aldana Stevenson purse bit. They didn't want... But I'll use this example. I think I've used it before. Aldana Stevenson was a WBC light heavyweight champion of the yeah. world. Kovalev had fought someone for the number one contender. He became the number one contender for the WBC. A purse bit was done. At that time, Adonis Stevenson was exclusive fighting only on Showtime. Kovalev was fighting on HBO. Yep. Purse bit was issued. At that time, that uh, Showtime was giving out a lot of money. That's when they signed Mayweather to a lucrative contract. Yep. Showtime had a shit ton of money. HBO wasn't investing that much in the boxing. Uh, Kathy Duva, main events. And, and HBO said, we don't want to lose Kovalev, but we know we're not going to be able to win this purse bit. So Kovalev, wanting to maintain the relationship with HBO pulled out of the WBC and pulled out of the purse bit and no longer fought for any WBC uh, mandated fights. Wow. To avoid purse bit because he knew he was going to lose and he was going to have to force himself to go to Showtime. But because main events and, and uh, Kovalev were loyal to HBO, they didn't take the, they did not yeah. go to the purse bit. And that's a shame because that was a fight a lot of people wanted to see, man. And this was going to happen here. I feel from here until June, if Isak and Ryan cannot come to an agreement, Ryan Garcia will pull out of the WBC as a mandatory fight. He will no longer fight for the WBC wow. in that division. That division. He might just fight someone else for like a mandated WBA belt mm-hmm. or WBO or IBF belt. That's what I think was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, you could like people you don't you know don't think I'm being very one sided because I don't like Ryan Garcia. Look at the statements. Look at Isak's statements and look at Ryan's statements. Yeah. One 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 sounds like a one sounds like a professional fighter explaining. Look, this fight's gonna yeah. happen. 50-50, I got a great team, we're working on it. While the other one sounds like a, a, a baby throwing a bitch fit, throwing blame where blame should he should blame himself for some of the stuff that's happened to him. You know, you could see it. Yeah, it's true. No, it's and like I said, look at, the, look at the history. Ryan has pulled out of fights. Not really a good sign for Isaac Cruz. Mm-hmm. Goldemoy already dropped the ball with, with the PBC when everything was negotiated. Mungia Charlo, Mungia, they pull out Mungia because they weren't willing to work with the zone. They were, but not to their liking. Again, yep. the zone and Golden Boy have no, you know, like it's like what Joe Pesci told uh, Robert De Niro. Because you better bring your own fucking army, pal. <laughs> the zone doesn't have a fucking army. No, they don't. So you, that's what you're seeing. They're getting bullied. Mm-hmm. They rather avoid the bully. They rather avoid yeah. the fight. He was also quoted by saying, "Very frustrated." But Brian Garcia, by the way, I'm very frustrated. I'm trying to get this fight done, and I see in an interview of Isaac Cruz manager making excuses after excuse after excuse. There's a way, and they simply don't want to do it. I try to give you guys a fight you wanted. It's not in my hands anymore. Woof woof. Again, this is him trying to. Again, this is him using social media to paint this thing because he knows the backlash he's going to get if this fight doesn't happen. Yeah, I think he knows if he fights another Togo, the backlash he's going to get. Oh, for sure. Oh, for so sure. He's on this like I'm gonna blame his team, and and then of course the zone is gonna come in and say, well, you know, nobody wants to fight him. He's a shot caller of the division, and da 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 da. And I think that's what's gonna happen. I think he's starting to paint the narrative to his fan base that look, it's not me, guys. I want to give you this fight. I want to fight in July. I want to fight in the crypto arena and sell it out for you guys. <laughs> but they're not willing to budge. Again, the loudest guy in the room is the one that doesn't want to fight. Yeah. And he's the loudest man in the room right he's, now. He's being very loud. He's the one that doesn't want it. The loudest person in the room is that. And I've always said, I've said this before and I said it again. You don't talk negotiations in public. You don't. Because when you start talking negotiations, you actually are the one that doesn't want it. 
And who's been talking about the negotiations openly? Well, Ryan for sure. There you go. So he's the one that doesn't want the fight. He wants to give. He's he's doing the old rope a dope. I'm gonna give you the impression I want to fight, but I'm gonna fight a, a number thirty ranked fighter of the lightweight division. Yeah. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. So. <laughs> also, more a bit news of Golden Boy. They made an announcement today right. of Jaime Munguia. His next fight. I love your response by saying so they 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 chose this fight rather you know rather than the Charlo fight. So Jaime Munguia, right, just announced Jaime Munguia returns in the ring June eleventh to face off against former world title world title challenger Jimmy Kelly. Yeah. Jimmy Kill Rain. I don't know I don't know his next name. Jimmy Kelly. The twelve round super middleweight fight will take place at the Honda Center in Anaheim, California. Yep. I went the zone. Super middleweight. So they forked over a lucrative fight, a three-fight deal with Jamal Charlo for Charlo's WBC belt. The way this was going to go out, fans, was this. First fight get takes place at on Showtime because Charlo's a champion. If Mungia were to win, the fight goes to the zone, and then the winner of the second fight dictates where the fight takes place in the third one. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yep. Everything was agreed upon. The money was agreed upon. Just the network wasn't agreed upon. Yep. Golden Boy walked away and said, no. If the zone cannot be part of this, then no. What they wanted to do was do a simulcast. <laughs> oh, really? Simulcast. They wanted to, tell, they wanted to tele- telecast the fight the same time as Showtime was going to telecast their fight. And make the fans choose. Do you want to go to the zone or do you want to go to Showtime? Showtime said, no, that's not where we're going to go. We're going to do it this way. Then Golden Boy walked away. And this is what Golden Boy's giving you. So the same people right now that criticize Charlo for taking that fight on June 18th, I expect the same criticism to go to Mungia. I totally agree. Because Mungia could have easily taken another fight, but another bigger fight. Yeah. He's choosing this fight. And enough people, well, he's, he's moving up to super middleweight, man. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You duck the fight. Not you, sorry. Your promoter. Yeah. Your promoter. promoter. I said promoter. Well, he's a criminal. <laughs> His promoter ducked the fight. That's what happened. So yeah. the same people that criticized Charlo for fighting on June 18th against, uh, I forgot who. Uh, Selecki, I believe so, yeah, that's his name. Selecki. Yeah. Like, oh, he's fighting a bum. He's afraid. He, he, he got to have the same energy for Mugia then. I agree. Same energy. I totally agree. Same energy. And just sucks. Again, this sucks because, you know, again, he he had some momentum when he beat Rosado back in November. Yeah, he did. Now and just back to a square fucking one. And bad Superman away. That means he's is that make you think he can't make one sixty? I'm gonna assume I'm either, either that right or for some reason they couldn't find him another fucking fight at one sixty, so they thought that eh, one sixty is not so bad. Probably. This is bullshit. I'm sorry. This is a piece this is this is a piece to of me, shit. To me it is bullshit. This is a piece of to shit. To me the zone the zone's calendar so far looks like yeah. doesn't look good. This looks like shit. The the zone curse. Yes, the zone curse. <laughs> um Josh Taylor news. What's up? So the WBA, right, the World Boxing Association, you know, the, the you know the the committee, right, in accordance with the organization's rules, has decided that the super lightweight title, which was held by you know Scottish Josh Taylor, is vacant. Why? I don't think they explain very much why. This is the reason why we don't have undisputed. This is why. <laughs> this is the reason why you don't. This is the reason why we don't have undisputed. You got all these fucking organization, all these sanctioning belts, all these alphabet soap belts, trying to dictate, confuse the the public. This is why you have so many champions 
This is why boxing is so diluted. This is why sometimes we lose to MMA. Because MMA has one champion, one champion only. Yep. And if the champ is injured, you have an interim You're champ. You're interim And then when the champ comes back, you make him fight the interim champ. I love that fucking rule. I love it. Love it. Boxing's different, though. I fucking love boxing's that shit. Boxing's different. Josh Taylor fought on the Super 6, claimed all the belts, held the belt, defended the belt, controversial or not, defended it. And the WBC's answer to this is, we're going to just strip him of the belt. Ridiculous. It really is, actually. Ridiculous. This is, again, another reason why boxing gets a black eye all the time. Not only the poor judges, but the poor the poor scoring, the poor refs. But the, these the, these uh, alphabet belts just don't give it any justice. I think Andre Ward, he was uh, the, he did an interview recently, and he mentioned that. He, he was like, I don't see the point of it, he goes. Please convince me. How does that benefit the fighters, he goes. It makes no sense. It makes no sense to be paying these fees, he goes. It doesn't. He was really, he was he was on it. He was like, it makes no sense. Also, T- Josh Taylor says that he now looks to set, you know, he says that he wants to stay still stay a super lightweight and defend his, you know, other, the, the other three belts he has, right? WBC, IBF, WBO, right? Against WBC mandatory Jose Cepeda. I think he sees mm-hmm. the money train. Yep. What, what did I say right now? Walter, the welterweight division is on ice right now. Yeah, yes. We're waiting for Crawford fans to fight. To fight, yeah. Josh Taylor was thinking about moving to 147 because they thought um, he was promised a Crawford fight. Yep. Crawford left. The division's on hold. Guys like Boots Ennis, guys like Virgil Ortiz are frozen out of the division right now. Yep. Thurman's frozen out. Uh, uh, Connor Ben is frozen out. All these guys are frozen out of the division until we we settle the undisputed shit yep. between Spence and Crawford. It doesn't make any sense for, for Taylor to move up to 147 right now. No. Fuck no. Especially knowing within the especially knowing that mo- I think he's gonna fight Tio Fima Lopez. I don't right. I don't think Tio's sucking out of his ass. I think I think top rank is gonna want to give him a tuna fight to boost his confidence, to boost the confidence of the fans. Yeah. And I think Josh Taylor needs to erase that little law, that controversial win by fading Sapeda. Uh-huh. And I think they end up fighting in the beginning of the year. And by that time, guys like David Haney, Joseph Diaz, Tank Davis, possibly Ryan, all mm-hmm. move up. And that 140 becomes a popular division. Oh, yeah. And I think Josh Taylor sees more money in staying at 140 than going to 147 and then being stalled out. True. While you wait for Spencer Crawford. Especially if he can still make 140. Yeah. Continue staying there. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. Continue staying there. Um, like you said, man, in the beginning, this it's fight week. So I just want to quickly mention this Saturday night, man. Benavides versus Lemieux. David Lemieux. Former middleweight champion. Yep. Exactly. So they're going to be fighting right in Arizona. Okay. Glendale, Arizona. And apparently, you know, this fight could potentially, whoever wins this, might be facing Canelo for the Undisputed Belt. Stop. That's what they're saying. They're not going to face Canelo. <laughs> not going to face Canelo. <laughs> they're not going to face Canelo. Ben, I'll tell you, this is my prediction. Benavides wins. Yeah, I, I feel that too. I say Benavides wins. Uh, late round stoppage, probably around 9-10. Yeah. Maybe sooner. Benavides does, does get winded quicker, so... Um, I say eight, uh, nine, ten, maybe. Mm-hmm. Benavides wins, and I think Benavides fights Charlo. I think Char- oh. after after June eighteenth, I think he fights Charlo. I would love to see that fucking that, fight. That that beef is so hard right now. I think you could see that. Yeah, that beef is so 
that is a pay per view fight. Oh yeah, for sure. That is that is bad blood. Fuck yeah. I think if Charlo gets past if Benavid if Benavides gets past Lemieux and Charlo gets past Selecki, you see these guys fight at the end of the year. Yeah. That is the that's the next pay per view mm-hmm. fight. That's what I, that's my that's that's my prediction. That's a prediction. Yeah, I, I got Benavides winning this yeah, this Benavides. Saturday night. Yeah. But uh, that it on your that is event? actually it, man. Now it's uh now yeah. it's time for the undisputed fight that we saw last Saturday night, which I got right. Which you got right. <laughs> Which you got right. I loved it. Holy shit. What a fight. What a fight. You have Jamal Charlo, Brian Castaño, undisputed. Second time. First fight was a draw. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. They picked up where they left off. Yeah. By the way, Castaño, what? He arrived a little late, right? They said he arrived late. What and- the fuck, man? <laughs> I don't know if that was on purpose. I don't know either. I was like, the fuck is this? I've never I've I haven't seen it in a while. But, I go. But to be honest, it kind of made it more more of an intense thing because you were just anticipating it. Yeah, yes. So it made the fight more intense because they were just the you they were just they look like two coiled cobras. Yeah. Waiting to strike. Oh fuck yeah. But to me, I said it last week and I said it again. Charlo's the man of the rematches. He, he made ad- adjustments. He made the man. adjustment in the first fight. Fuck yeah. And did it in the second fight. And uh, for everyone that goes, he can't fight going backwards. He fought going backwards. He did. And when he went forward, he was successful this time. Yeah. Brian Castaño fought the exact same fight as the first fight. Yes. Yeah, he did. And I said that that was going to cost him this time. And it cost him. Did it look like he made any changes at all? Charlo made a lot of changes. Yeah. Charlo, but to me, did get winded. I think he he caught yeah. a second wind, um, but Charlo Charlo was the better boxer that mm-hmm. night. Yep. Um, I felt he was moving. To me, there were moments this fight was starting to look like Cotto Margarito, where I felt that Charlo was moving around too much, and I felt he should have he should have stand his ground a little bit more mm-hmm. instead of moving. And I think that's what kind of gassed him out once in a while was the constant moving, but. When you got a guy that's constantly pressuring you, yeah. you got to move. But I felt that there were moments he should have stand and, and engaged them, and I felt that the jab was doing better. And I felt Brian Castaño does not have a right hand because he was landing that right hand flush and Charlo was eating it. He was eating it, yeah. Um, I even said, if I mean, Brian, the only way that Castaño wins is if, if he's accumulating enough right hands over Charlo's face that he's made, he's starting to make a dent on that chin. And no. And then Charlo proved that he always has that equalizer, that power. Yep. You may be muscling me. You may be, you know, bullying me. But I, if I can land that clean shot on that target, your ass is grass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's just, um, that was the, yeah, that was the, the, the adjustment that I saw from, from Charlo. I, I, I believe if I can remember, usually I don't remember. I did give him two rounds. If I remember, I only gave Casano the fourth and the eighth round. Um, I know other people had it a bit close, but who knows? Maybe I'll change if I saw it again. I mean, of course, it won't much matter, but yeah, I do remember. And I think we had the same one, I believe, because I had it seven rounds of two for Charlo mm-hmm. before the 10th round of yeah. KO. Yeah, because like I said, Charlo just did a better job boxing. Yeah. Um, going backwards. Um he was starting to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where I felt the fight was starting to change, where there are moments where Charlo was pushing Brian Castaño back. Yeah. But I just felt he didn't have the energy. And I thought, I, at first I got, I thought, oh, this is going to go to full 12 rounds. But 
he was starting to get accurate with that one-two on Brian Castaño. Yeah, yes. And then he was starting to get a little bit more accurate when Castaño would just come in and they would fight in the inside. And that there's just that uppercut, and then he followed up. And yep. It was just over for Brian Castaño, but he has nothing to be ashamed about. He No. He fought the best fighter in the world, and he lost, and he gave that guy the toughest fight of his life. He really did. Hey, I, I, I like when he told him that. Hey, you're still a warrior, man. They're still both warrior. warriors. They're because both warriors. You're still a warrior. I would not mind seeing a third fight. I wouldn't mind it either. That's the type of fight like you. I don't mind seeing a third fight. Yeah. Like that's how good that fight is. Fuck like, yeah. <laughs> it's entertaining. Like, you don't yeah. mind seeing it again. Um, for Brian Castaño, he could. I mean, there's a there's Fondora, there's Zoo, <sighs> there's Lubin who's still in the in the wings. Yeah. There's uh Brian Brian Garcia. Danny Garcia, I'm sorry, Brian Garcia. I know, I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> uh, Danny Garcia. Brian Danny Garcia. Garcia. Apparently, he's moving up, right? He's moving up. So, he has lucrative fights ahead of him, or he can move to middleweight. For Jamel, <sighs> man, I said it last week. He needs to move up. And he looked at tonight. He liked that tonight. He looked like he guy. did. He looked like a guy that this was the last fight of Oh, yeah, week. definitely. Spence well, my, went by far by saying, like, hey, take me out. He goes out of the pump for my list and put him in. Spence felt like he should be added to the pocket. I, I said it before and I said it again. At the end of May, yeah, I'm yeah. unveiling my uh, basically yeah. like middle the middle of the year pound for pound yeah, list yeah. because yep. there is a there is a paradigm shift in the in the dub and the pound for pound list. I'm shaking it up here. Yeah, I think these last couple months have been really great, mm-hmm. and going into now the second half, it's gonna be even better. Yeah. So, um, I mean. Charlo, he kept saying, "Where's my credit?" He goes, "He deserves all the credit in the world." I love that. that There's a video he said that. Yeah, because Mike Carpenter always talks shit about everybody. Apparently, you know? and he's own bitch. You don't give me credit. Give me credit. <laughs> no. He did I, what I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, fuck it. He did what he did. He he be, he be, he's the man in 154. But, this, but again, this is what we said in the beginning. These are the same people that said, "Oh, now he needs to fight Fandora." Now I'm glad he brought that up because I'm like, bro, what the fuck? Glad he brought that up. Now. That makes no sense, really, honestly. And I guess money-wise. Yes, they're, they're very good, especially Fondora. But I felt like he hasn't established himself yet to get those four belts already. No. He's getting there, but he does not need that fucking fight. He definitely needs to, needs to move up. You know, He's, he's uh-huh. a star, but not the star of today. Ex- there we go. Exactly. Exactly. So if you ask me what you do, move up. Move what up. Jermall said straight out. He wants him. He wants his brother to move up, yeah. and if he moves up, June 18th will be the last fight, yeah. and he'll move to 168. But let's be honest, he's gonna move up to 168 no matter what. No matter what, right? The, he has better lucrative fights at 168 against Plan and Benavides yep. than at 160. He that Mongia fight is not gonna happen. He'll move out there. Yep. So let Jermel go in there and fight, and then win the belts there. There's one guy I do want him to fight, if possible, first fight at 160. If if Chris Eubank? No. Oh. If Canelo goes with Bivol, definitely want him against Triple G. Jermel versus Triple G in his first Jermel. I say no, I say give give he deserves a, a uh I get you. Oh, like a like a very first fight, not big, but first fight at 160, you're saying. Yeah. Jermel Charlo. Okay. Cause there's some guys that are just you know, they've outgrown divisions, but they may not be a full fledged middle. Full fledged middle, okay. Can um, quote. Trinidad was one. Trinidad was a big welterweight, was a medium-sized junior middleweight, yeah. and was a small middleweight back at pack a punch. Yeah. And you saw that. that like He couldn't muscle guys around like he did at 154 oh, and 147. No. So Charlo could be the same thing. So I think you sometimes need 
in that in those situations, sometimes you do need a starter, like a kind of like you need a Rocky Fielding type fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then people go, "Why? Canelo had a Rocky Fielding. Why can't Jamel?" Very true. No, so, no, I'm not gonna argue with that. Bet. But eventually, I do. Like, if, if possible, against Triple G, I think that that would really help him put him on the map. I, I think so. If you can't get the Canelo fight, it might as well just get the PVC fight out. There. Right. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, 160 for sure. He should move up. 160. I, 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 mean, I know a couple of people saying maybe one more fight defending it, but no. No. Nah, I think he's Drop the belts. I think he should drop the belts, move on. Yeah. Don't make, the stay, don't make the mistake of lingering too long. Yeah, there we go. You know, you're lingering too long in that division. Yep. And even Jamal said, you know, there's, there's no point of, there's no point of, uh, of sacrificing yourself to make the division anymore. Yeah, no. I think he's hinting that his brother has been, the last couple of fights, struggling, not struggling, struggling, but beating himself to make 154. Yeah. Fight, go fight a 160 now. Like, you know, get get that, you know, get there comfortably and go do what you just did right now in that division. Yeah. But, Charlo, Charlo Jamel has options. He can go to 160 or he can wait to see if Crawford Spence doesn't happen because then he can get Crawford. Because I think that's, mm-hmm, I think the PBC would try to keep Crawford and offer him that. Fight. Oh, well, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. I think they they'll give him that constellation, like okay, cool, we couldn't get you Spence, but how about we give you Charlo? How about that? They might do that. And then Spence will probably just drop. Spence will just fight whoever, whoever wins the vacant WBO belt and get that belt out of the way, and then possibly meet Crawford at one fifty four. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. The endless possibilities here. So. It's very true. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, but yeah, congrats to Charlo. Congrats, man. Congrats to me for coming up with the win. Yeah. <laughs> I like rubbing it in, man. I, like I, I see that. I totally see that. But, uh, is there anything else? No, that's pretty much it, man. That's All right, ladies and gentlemen. It. I'll be back next week. I am heading to the city of or- uh, Portland, Oregon yep. to for graduation. So um, you guys won't see me on Ram Alcoholics this weekend. That's why there's no episode of Ships or episode of Geek In, Geek Out. This is my only other audio episode here, which is this <laughs> yep. episode, which I was really looking forward to. So I want to thank you guys. Uh, I'll keep you guys updated on all the new episodes we're going to come out with next week when I come back from Oregon. But uh, thank you guys for downloading. Thank you guys for subscribing, you. listening. Mm-hmm. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the JMB Ray Boxing Podcast. While you're at it, hit the link in the bio. Go to our link, our Teespring account. Go get our shirts. They're only there for a limited time. Um, as soon as the new logo hits, yep, they're done. Definitely. Fuck yeah. But also, quick announcement: May twenty eighth is. Tank Davis, Rolly Boy, uh, yep, Whittier Fight Club, yep. New episode of Whittier Fight Club on YouTube on the Rambling Network. We'll be live to talk the to talk about the fight going on live. Uh, we're not gonna have Carnitas. He told me this week that he has a <laughs> he has a scheduling conflict. He yeah. has something to do, so we'll try to round up a guest for you guys this uh, for this Saturday mm-hmm. for next Saturday for yeah. the Whittier Fight Club. Um, well, I don't know who it is yet. I'll figure it out. If not, it just might be me and B Ray and uh, JC. Who gives us our? Who gave us a lot of boxing uh, history? Yeah, totally. So yep. maybe we might have him on. I don't know. Maybe. maybe we'll see what's going on. But other than that, folks, enjoy the weekend. Be safe. Drink responsibly because I won't. Be any last words? No, man. Thank you. Thank you for listening to us, and hope to be back next week. We out. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. This is all I got. This is all I got.